The Playful Psychologist podcast is hosted by me, Emily Hanlon, a clinical psychologist who primarily works with children and adolescents. This podcast has been designed to offer support to new psychologists who may feel as though they are drowning in uncertainty. It has also been designed to inform and educate parents and teachers on all things child development. Along with some special guests, I explore different aspects of child development, including developmental disorders and emotional regulation, while also advocating for those who may be falling through the cracks in our current system. Hey guys, and welcome to this week's episode of The Playful Psychologist. Today's a pretty cool one. I want to talk about love languages and how to do things for your child that kind of speak their love language, which is, I mean, it sounds a little bit complicated, but I guess it doesn't have to be. So I just want to simplify that for you. So like I said, we're going to look at each of the five love languages, talk about how they relate to kids, and then talk about maybe one or two things that you can do to respond to your child's love language. Because I think a lot of the time, um, sometimes where parents go wrong is that they're doing things to show their child that they really love them and they care about them, but it's not in a way that the child is perceiving or reading as love. They want love displayed to them in a different way. So I guess this is to help you kind of save your energy and do things that, you know, will work for your child. So let's have a look at the first love language, which is words of affirmation. So in really simple terms, the words of affirmation love language is just about expressing affection through spoken words, through praise, positive reinforcement, or just general appreciation. When this is a person's primary love language, they enjoy kind words and encouragement. They also enjoy uplifting quotes, little love notes, cute text messages, um, eye messages on the iPad. Um, anything like that. So you can really make um, someone's day by complimenting them or pointing out what they do really, really well. And then a really simple way to connect with your child if this is their love language is to leave just like a little note in their lunchbox. So when they open their lunchbox, there's a, there's a note from you in there every day. So you could use a marker um, and write on a banana if your child eats bananas. If they don't, we'll come up with another idea. Um, You could write a note on their actual lunchbox in like a whiteboard marker on the inside lid. Um, Or you could leave like a paper note. I actually have a lunchbox template um, resource that you can purchase off the website and print off with like a few visuals and stuff. And then you can like either laminate them and reuse them or you can just print them off as you need. So it's a really cheap, reusable resource that a lot of kids love. And it's just a really simple way to respond to your child's love language with really minimal effort, even if you're not physically next to them. So yeah, that's one really simple but effective way to respond to your child's love language if words of affirmation is there. Okay, so let's move on now to the next one, which is quality time. So this is when love and affection are just expressed through um, giving someone their undivided attention. So this may mean putting your phone down, turning off the TV, making eye contact with your child and really actively listening and responding to them in a way that shows them that you're actively listening. What I mean by that is like if someone says, oh, I'm having a really hard time at school um, because I don't understand maths. Instead of being like, oh, no, that sucks. You can say, oh, wow, you're having a it sounds like you're having a really, really hard time at school because maths is so hard right now. That's active listening. So it's kind of feeding back to your child and letting them know that you're 100. They have your 100 percent undivided attention. So if you. 
if this is someone's love language, they're looking for quality over quantity. It doesn't necessarily mean that you need to sit there for hours and hours on end with your child. They're just looking for quality moments. So when you are with your child and this is their love language, just be really, really present for a short amount of time. And I guarantee you that will be enough to kind of fill their cup for a little while. Make sure that you, like I said, give them eye contact, affirm what they're saying and try not to offer advice too much because right now they're just looking for connection, not advice. So if your child loves quality time, you can invest in them and give them undivided attention because they're craving it. And if they don't get it in a positive way, they're going to try and get it in a negative way and get some negative reactions from you. So if attention is what they are seeking, like I said before, keep in mind, they're going to go to any length to receive it, whether it's positive or negative, they just won't care. So if you are like at the point where you're like, oh my God, my my child won't leave me alone, but I just need a second to myself. Try the like short-term pain, long-term gain situation and try and spend some time with them first. Once you've filled their cup, then you're going to be able to have some space for yourself. Because remember what I said, it's all about quality, not quantity of time. So kids who have quality time as their primary love language will really enjoy doing activities with you, like watching movies or playing board games, but they may also just want to sit and hang out while, you know, they play, they want you to sit close or watch TV or even, you know, cook a meal together, or you could create a special tradition that is just between you and them. Um, Or you may want to keep a journal together where you spend time reflecting on your day together. It's really important to also, like I said before, but I want to reiterate it, make eye contact, stop what you're doing, put the phone down, turn the TV off and just be there for your child. If they want to talk to you, this is going to make your child feel really, really important and will help build a trustful relationship and will make them feel the need to have less negative attention seeking behaviors in the future. Okay, the next love language is physical touch. So a person with this love language feels loved through physical affection. So this is when, um, you know, you may want to hold, a child may want to hold your hand. They may just want to always be touching you. They may want back tickles, a little massage, anything like that. They just want to be close to you. So for children who have this as their primary love language, um, physical touch communicates love to them much more deeply than giving them praise or buying them a gift or fixing up a toy. So remember I said that you may be doing things to show your child you love them, but they it may not be resonating with them. And this is a primary example of that. Without hugs, without kisses, without back rubs, pats on the back or anything like that, these kids, their tanks are like empty and you really need to connect with them through that physical touch in order to fill their cup again. So you could create like a special handshake that's super unique to them. Um, offer them lots of hugs and kisses, tuck them in at bedtime, offer them piggyback rides if they're still young. Um, if they enjoy it, you could stroke their hair while they watch a movie or even play the love gun, which is a really cool um, activity I've read about in Lawrence Cohen's book. And it's a really cool way to connect with kids. So basically a child pretends to have a love gun and they shoot you with it and every time you get shot you need to chase the child and give them as many hugs and kisses as you can when you when you catch them and you can sometimes like pretend that the shot missed to make the game more fun and like accidentally like hit the brother and then everyone has to go you know cuddle and kiss the brother and that sort of thing but yeah it's called the love gun and if you um i think if you google like lawrence cohen the love gun that's not the title of the book but yeah the activity will come up and you can read more about it. Okay. 
The next love language, acts of service. So when this is someone's primary love language, um, they feel loved and appreciated when people do what they perceive to be nice things for them. So whether this may be like, you know, I don't know, helping clean their room or something like that, that's what like fills their cup. So when kids have acts of service as their primary love language, they really enjoy it when anyone does something nice for them. So they love to see you as a parent involved in their activities, involved in their projects, being hands-on and helping them. So doing special things for them as well, such as like preparing a meal that you know is their favorite meal or baking their favorite cupcakes um, or doing a chore that would normally be theirs as a one-off would make them feel really, really happy. So to really speak to your child's love language here, um, yeah, you could you could do those sorts of things. You could prepare their favorite meal or do a household task together or let your child help um and then let them know how much you appreciate their help or make a list of your child's favorite things to do and then maybe rip them all up and put them in a jar and create like a bucket list of things you can do together. So then you can invite your child to do random things from the jar every now and then. Or you can create like a random acts of kindness list and then tick and put it on the fridge and every now and then decide to do one together. Um, or you could like prepare a special bubble bath for your child or help them learn a new skill or, you know, prepare their favorite hot chocolate and bring it to them like as a bit of a surprise while they're reading or watching TV, anything like that. Um, yeah, and it doesn't have to be every single day. You don't have to like essentially be a butler for your child, but they do really appreciate these things. So it's important to do them. Okay. The final love language, receiving gifts. So to a person whose love language is gift giving or receiving gifts, it's that act of like giving and receiving gifts is symbolic to them. And that's how their love cup um, is full. So if your child's love language is about receiving gifts, it's not, that doesn't necessarily mean you need to spoil them and give them material things all the time. Your child will be really happy in receiving something tangible. It could be a handmade um, you know, card that you've made for them or a hand-me-down special memento from your grandfather or even like a, something simple like a, you know, a paper plane that you made for them. You don't need to offer them expensive things all the time. It just needs to be thoughtful and you need to offer them small things that will bring them joy and that, you know, you can explain to them why you decided to give this to them or why it reminded um you of them, like, you know, picking a flower or, or something like that. It can be anything. So some ideas here include preparing small gifts and leaving them around your house for them to find like a little treasure hunt. Um, so like, let's say you want to do like a beading activity. Maybe you can say like, I bought all these like cool beads, but I've hidden all the different colored beads and I've hidden the string and we have to find them together using this treasure map, something like that. Or preparing like a homemade gift for your child or use colorful wrapping paper to wrap something small and you know make it a little bit more special if you find them something at the shops or prepare their favorite meal or dessert for them or prepare like a one-off surprise gift for your child to discover if they've done something really awesome like their um you know you could even do like their favorite breakfast or a pillow fort or a reading nook like I said you don't have to buy things for them the surprise can be that you've like set up your furniture in a different way for the day but for them that's you know something that you've given them that's something you've gifted them you could like 
create a journal to record special moments in your child's life and then give it to them each month. So that would be another nice example of a cost-effective gift um, to fill their cup or create like a photo book for your child. Or like I said before, pick a flower or pick a stone or a shell on the beach, anything like that, and let them know why it reminded you of them. So there are so many ways like we've gone through to speak your child's love language, which I think is awesome. It's really, really fascinating because what works for one child may not work for another. And that's why it's always, um, why I think it's always important to figure out what your child's love language is. So learning the love language of your child can have a really big impact on your relationship. Because like I said, sometimes you may be, you know, throwing out all this love, but they're just not you know, perceiving it as love because that's not how they understand love. So it's really, really important. Um, Yeah, it's just really important. I guess that's where I want to finish that. So some ways to discover your child's love language are to ask your child what makes them feel loved. Um, Try and use the five love languages one by one and notice how your child reacts to all of them. For young children, you could um, use role play using like dolls or stuffed animals to figure out how they see love. Or you could notice how your child expresses their love for you. So they may want to give you cuddles or they may want to write you little notes or they may want to buy you gifts and that sort of thing. And that may give you um, a little key as to what's going on. But I think one of the most important things to remember as well is that while people usually have one primary love language and one secondary love language, don't be surprised if you discover characteristics from two or more of the categories. It happens. So you can definitely have a Google of different ways um, to look at love languages and also different ideas. But I hope that this gave you some information and some insight on what may be beneficial for your child. I will link the lunchbox notes that I mentioned in the episode notes for today. Um, And yeah, I hope you guys have a good week and I'll chat to you next time. See you later.